podcast with your host, Yurik. And yes, I am truly a grandson of a pastor. Again, I'd like to thank all of our listeners uh, for downloading the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. We are now streaming and being downloaded on all the social media platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Bullhorn. So when you get these podcasts, I would love for you to go and share the podcast as well as subscribe uh, so you can get all the notifications of the Grandson of a Pastor podcast. If you got any suggestions, please email me at edware2020 at gmail.com. Once again, that is edware2020 at gmail.com. Or you can mail your correspondence to Louisville, I mean, P.O. Box 34153, Louisville, Kentucky, 40232. Once again, that is P.O. Box 34153. Louisville, Kentucky, 40232. Again, on the podcast, we are imperfect souls on an imperfect walk, influenced by none other than our parents, grandparents, politics, politicians, and most importantly, our religious beliefs. Today, we have Anthony Gaines, who's going to join the podcast today. Uh, He's doing a lot of great work here in the Louisville, Kentucky area. Uh, I'm not going to steal any of his thunder. Uh, This brother here is working hard. He's a community activist. He's doing a lot of things uh, to try to reset Louisville uh, in the mix of this uh, pandemic. Uh, Also, in the midst of the Breonna Taylor thing. So they're doing a lot of things. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. Again, we got brother Anthony Gaines, who is going to join the podcast today on the grandson of a pastor. Again, I got brother Gaines here. Introduce yourself to my listeners. Hey, man. Anthony Gaines, like you said, I appreciate you having me on, man. It's definitely an honor, you know, because I've listened. I caught myself trying to catch up, listen to your podcast and, you know, the messages and the conversations that you have, you know, are important and needed. So it's yeah. an honor to be on here. Um, like you said, yeah, Anthony Gaines, I'm a Cincinnati native. I moved out here to Louisville two years ago. It'll be two years and a couple weeks. Um, you know, moved out here. My wife's from here in Louisville. Her family's in here. Me and my wife's been together, married for five, been together for 10 years. Okay. So we met in college. So I've been frequent in Louisville for 10 plus years now. So okay. it ain't like I'm like I'm a stranger or new here, but um, we moved out here and, you know, came here with a plan, start some businesses, get involved with the community. Um, and from all that, I got a CBD company downtown. <clears throat> it's called Kentucky Soul, where we sell CBD products, um, creams, hemp products. You know, we're trying to get our foot ahead in that marijuana game that's going to be soon to come. Yes. Um, but also, uh, more, more impactful to the community, I got involved with Colors Newspaper um, by the hand of Reverend Sutton, who we know is a longtime activist he calls himself a tree shaker so you know long time tree shaker here yeah. in louisville um and so he he's actually he we encountered each other my office was next door to his and um that's how we linked up it's as simple as that and then i started doing work for him and you know and we brought colors newspaper and what colors newspaper is is an urban featured uh paper that is ran out of the west end and what it does the writers the artists inside of this paper are all people that live or work out of the West End or any black lower income communities. Um, the businesses that we, pro- we try to promote in there 
um, are small and black owned businesses. We need more of the small black owned businesses to work with us, but that's our goal with that. But the real goal of this paper is to give everybody an inside view into the minds of people that live in the West End. Um, Cause these writers are writing their perspectives and opinions on what's going on. Uh, we got people writing about the Breonna Taylor uh, case going on right now. People writing about the civil unrest in the country as a whole right now. People writing about disparities such as black home ownership or financial disparities, healthcare disparities. Um, so we give this, we created this platform um, for people, for the voiceless to have a voice, you know? So, and not only that, for the people that don't live in the West End, live outside the West End, live in the East End, you know, the white people can actually read this paper and get a bird's eye view into the people that live in the community, the people that are oppressed, the people that are feeling different ways about what's going on. The mainstream media is not gonna give you all, give us this platform to express ourselves candidly. So that's what we try to provide. And then um, out of this paper, we also, uh, we created a nonprofit organization and initiated the movement Reset Louisville, like you mentioned. And, um, you know, what Reset Louisville is, is a movement we created at the beginning of the year, looking at the coronavirus. And we came up with a five point plan after we seen, you know, blaring issues that the coronavirus illuminated. Yeah. Uh, you know, when the coronavirus hit, it exposed a lot of the insecurities, the, a lot of the disparities that's going on in this country in the black and lower income communities. Um, so we created Reset Louisville, started five different committees, and now we're currently working on innovative programs to what we say to try to reset Louisville. Gotcha. So on this Reset Louisville thing, I know it's, it's, it's gained a lot of traction with the coronavirus and the Breonna Taylor thing. Uh, what other uh, avenues that you plan on branching off from this uh, Reset Louisville movement? I know you talked about uh, the financial disparities in the black community. Uh, what, what's, what's some programs that you are, are hoping to branch off uh, from this Reset Louisville? Definitely. So the Reset Louisville has started five committees that's working on programs. One of them is addressing the disparity in healthcare. The other one's addressing the disparity in fresh food supply. The other one is addressing the disparity in black home ownership, minority home ownership. The fourth one is addressing the disparity in uh, financial education. And then the last point is addressing the disparities in gun violence and police brutality. So currently we have all five of the committees working on projects currently, but two of the committees are actually already up and running and working on uh, major, major projects. Our Black Home Ownership Program yeah. has recently solidified funds to begin starting to build houses in the West End. And with this, we are going to be, uh, we plan on building, you know, anywhere between 15, 20 plus houses over the next few years um, <clears throat> and putting first time homeowners inside of these homes. While they're getting ready, while the house is being built, we're putting them through credit repair programs, home mortgage programs, you know, getting their credit right and teaching them the education of how to sustain the home, how to leverage the home for their own wealth and benefit. Uh, we put them through those courses and then when the home's built, they become first time homeowners. So that's what we're doing with that home ownership committee and then our food supply program is working on a huge, huge project. We've started 
the works of a, a concept called a fresh food forest, you know, and a fresh food forest is going to be, this is going to be one of a kind here in Louisville, one of a kind here in the country of America, really. Um, and it's a huge, huge project to where, you know, we want to not only address and solve the hunger desert, the food desert that's in the West End, yeah. um, but a, a lot of other things like the heat pockets that's in the West End because of the not as many fresh parks that's growing trees. Um, being able to, we'll be able to, with this platform, to support the Black grocery stores and Black markets that's opening up. I know it's a couple women in the community, Megan Page, uh, Shantrice Martin, Taylor Ryan, all three of those, CASA are working on, you know, very innovative black grocery markets in the West End. And we all know if you do the research, it's hard to sustain a black grocery market. You know, they're great ideas, but yeah. it's very hard to sustain. So we're working on a project that can actually directly help sustain all of those black grocery markets, other local markets here in the uh, West End. And, you know, our, our point is to create a culture. We want the whole West End to be full of fresh food in people's backyards. Yeah. Um, so that's the type of the things that we're working on right now. And also our youth program. We have a youth program. You know, if you're listening to this, definitely follow us on Facebook at Colors Newspaper or Instagram Colors Newspaper because we have a youth employment <clears throat> um, work, youth program where we the kids sell our paper, make money. We do youth cleanups once a month pay them $10 an hour, and then we try to teach them, you know, life skills, interviewing skills, how to start a bank account, things like that. So those are the type of programs that we are currently working on, and it's a, a whole lot more, man. So that's why we staying busy, and we just trying to get everything rolling. It, it sounds like you're staying busy. I had a guest on, uh, Brother Jeff Taylor. He talked about some of these disparities in our community. He came from a low-income uh, community himself, uh, in the Western Kentucky area, and, and he had a, a, a real innovative idea that he talked about and, and things that we don't invest in in our black community, and he called it FIRE, meaning uh, finance, insurance, and real estate. So he had a, uh, in my listeners who, who haven't downloaded the uh, episode 10, uh, 20 uh, podcast with Jeff Taylor, you got to get in into these financial things because a lot of things we just wasn't taught over the years. And I know a lot of youth, young people like myself, yourself, uh, we went to college, but we got to begin to uh, educate the ones that's older as well, because a lot of uh, our older uh, people don't know as well, you know, because a lot of times we want to teach our youth, but the younger, the older people, they don't know as well because they wasn't taught. So uh, right. that's an initiative that he's working on. And I think it'd be a good thing for you all to partner uh, possibly with him because he works for the Kentucky cabinet of uh, public development uh, up in uh, Lexington, I mean, in Frankfurt. So that's somebody that I can hook you up with there uh, to help expand your uh, programs there in, in this recent Louisville and all your different things you're working on. And I know we, before we got on the podcast, you talked about uh, you are too a grandson of a pastor. Talk to us about that because, again, this is a Christian-based podcast. Again, we are imperfect souls on an imperfect walk influenced by our parents and grandparents. Uh, politics, politicians, and most importantly, our religious beliefs. So talk to us about your upbringing, being a grandson of a pastor. No, man, thank you for that question because my upbringing, you know, has made me everything who I am today. You know, I was, um, I'm the oldest of five kids. My mom had me when she was young, 18 years old. Um, 
you know, so <clears throat> I've seen, you know, the struggles and watched my parents grow, go through college. I was with my mom while she was in college, you know what I mean? I went to her, she's an AKA, I used to have to sit in the corner of her step practices, you know, when they, and all that. So, you know, I'm thankful for all of that because it, I was able to witness the grind of my parents, you know, they never quit. And, you know, my dad is the son of a pastor, so he was always the one that held everything together. Um, but, you know, at one point, my parents sent me to live with my grandparents for a little while. So I got to stay with my grandfather for a while. And he's literally, you know, probably one of the most, you know, him and my dad, my grandfather is the biggest influence that I've had on my life. You know what I mean? He's taught me, he gave me an image of a strong black man uh, that can lead the masses. You know what I mean? He started a church in Covington, Kentucky called uh, United Community Christian Church, Disciples of Christ. And, um, <clears throat> you know what I mean? I, he was the most revered man I've ever seen, been around the whole city of Cincinnati and Covington, um, you know, just adored his work. <clears throat> and it, it just taught me, it just taught me a lot of things being around him. My grandfather, his wife, my grandmother's a minister, my dad's a pastor now, my mom's a minister, all my dad's brothers and sisters are ministers. Okay, so, so, so yeah, I, 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 you know what they say: the fruit don't fall too far from the tree. So, <laughs> better be watching right. out. <laughs> you better right. be watching out. I know you're rubbing Reverend Sutton, so I, I know you're getting the word as well from him as well. So, uh, this <laughs> yeah, for sure, I can't get away from it. Grew up in the church, you know, every day of the week, choir rehearsals. My mom was the youth program director. My dad played the music. I played the piano for my church until I graduated high school. Yeah. Um, and then my little brothers took taking over the music. They played the piano and the drums. Um, so, you know, it's a family ran church. Um, <clears throat> so that definitely has had a big impact. I, I know I made a post the other day on my social media and it was talking about, um, you know, our values in this life. You know, what your value is as a person. Your value is who you are and what your morals are when it comes to decision making time. You know what I mean? It's not your degrees. It's not your experience is when it comes down to decision-making time when you're in these rooms and these meetings what is your morals and what are your values what are you willing to speak up on what are you willing to disagree and fight for you know that's your value as a person you know and that's what I that's what I learned from my father my grandfather growing up in a church um, is that you know out here in the world out here in Louisville I'm in all these business meetings with other sharks other people out here that's real ambitious and making decisions um, and it clicked to me, you know, not too long ago. That's what my value is, is being Anthony. You know, Anthony is a, um, I'm a patient person. I'm empathetic for people. You know, I give people the benefit of that. I'm looking out for the better good of not just me, but for everyone else around me. You know what I mean? So um, that's what, that's one of the biggest things I got out of, of being a grandfather, grandson of a pastor. Yes, yes, absolutely. And always knowing your worth. That, that's one thing that my grandparents and, and my parents always taught me to know your worth and always to, you know, try to be honest. I, I know this world in, in, in the day we live in now, uh, you know, the truths are a lie. Lies are the truths. And, but, but people are looking at you at all times. And I, I got my son and my daughters. I'm trying to be the best example that I can uh, for them. Uh, doing this, these tough times right now because, like I say, we are starting to get back to a, nor a new normal uh, with the coronavirus. 
but also you talked about, you know, in your reset law, you talked about some like po police reform, some different things, because I think a lot of times when we do these marches, uh, a lot of times the message uh, is getting lost uh, by the media right. a lot of times. But I think once the momentum gets to going, I think we need to set a, a goal and get right. that goal accomplished. Because I, I think a lot of times we spread ourselves so thin and we want so much done so fast that we, we lose focus. And I know that, you know, I am, I'm all for the marching and, and the peaceful protest, mm -hmm. uh, but we have to come up with a solution to the problem because uh, with these uh, police uh, killing of unarmed African-American men and women, uh, we, I, I believe, I'm, we are starting to see it at, at a more rapid pace. And a lot, of, a lot of this got to do with, of course, we got cameras now, because uh, it's been going on for years and years. But right, right. Uh, what, what, what are some things that you, you all are working on with the police uh, force trying to get some of this stuff passed? Because I, a lot of times I think uh, we have, I, I'm not going to call out any attorneys uh, on, on the podcast, but I, I, I don't agree. I think a lot of them just set out to settle things, but they never accomplished anything with their settlements. So uh, what, what's your right. take on that? And you're so right about that, man. That whole press conference yesterday, you know, I felt some type of way about it personally, you know, and not from what the not from what the people were saying. I'm a, I am on the train and I'm with the settlement for the family, the money. She deserves all of that. I'm not everybody online talking about the family sold out and this and that. You know, I don't think that's anybody else's business. You know I, I what I mean? That was, that's her family. If she wants to take the money and run away and whatever she wants to do with it and i don't think that's anybody else's business and to your point the message gets lost in the marches so i in my opinion the people that's talking about she sold out don't take that money blah 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 it's like they're a prime example of the message getting lost because the marching and everything is not solely for brianna taylor they should be out there marching for justice for black people and police brutality period you know yeah. what i mean so if you feel some type of way about that you know, to me personally, I feel like that's a prime example of the message getting lost out there. And I ask a question all the time to bring to your point, you know, what if one day the government, the higher ups of the world, the elite white people in the world came to the black community and said, what is it that you all want? Okay, we hear you, we hear you, you've marched. So what is it that you want? We'll give it to you. I don't think we have a legit answer. Yeah. I don't think as a whole in the community, we have a legit answer. Um, so it's, to your point is, what are we trying to do to address that? That's why we came up with the movement Reset Louisville. We wanted to make a point that gun violence, police brutality is just one of our five points. You know, yeah. it's not the only point. And what we can do towards that is, one, you know, we, we held that march downtown that first week of the protest um, to, in support of the Breonna Taylor movement and everything, police brutality. We fed people for five weeks straight downtown when the protests and everything was right in the thick of everything. You know, we made sure our presence was known down there and that we are in support of, you know, what everybody's doing. Because um, I'm, a, I'm a believer in roles and responsibilities. I just wrote an article. I just spoke at an event and the title was Black Roles and Responsibilities. You know, because uh, early on, you know, I stay, try to stay honest. Early on, when the protests and everything erupted, you know, I might've felt some type of way because of the pushback I was getting from other leaders in the community. When other leaders heard that we were putting on this march, I'm getting calls from the heads of 
these black organizations in Louisville. I'm not gonna name on your podcast, but yeah. um, the the leaders of these major black organizations here in Louisville were calling me, talking about, uh, uh-uh. uh, you know, what I mean, you gotta check in. What are you doing? Have you talked to this person? Uh, you don't do it like that. You gotta do it like this. Uh, we don't we don't mess with who you working with, so you can't do that. Or we want to stand with you, but we don't want to stand with this person. Or you know, that was my first insight to the politics yes. of this movement going on. You know what I mean? Like it was a shock to me. It's something that I thought about and thought I knew, yes. but it was different when it was really presented to my face. You know what I mean? So and I lot, felt some type a, of way about that. A lot of that. times our barrier is our, is our own self. <laughs> a lot of times no, our is our, is our own self. That's the truth. And I feel some type of way about that because of the pushback. I know at the end of our march, that first march, a group, a leader of one of those groups, he marched over to where we was at. I'm standing on the podium up on the steps. You know, it's my first time really doing anything like that. Yes. He comes over, he calls us out, call me out. Who are you? Where are you from? You ain't from here. What is this? Blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about creating a whole scene. Yeah. You know, when we trying to do a good. So I feel some type of way about that. But then after further thinking, you know, about the situation, everything that's going on, I realize that we all have our roles and responsibilities. I can't be mad at the protesters, the rioters, the people that's down there, even, you know, the people that's down there looting. I don't agree with it. I don't agree with the rioting and the fires and everything, but in history, I'm a history fanatic. You know, in history, there's roles for everybody. The people that's down there protesting, the people that's down there rioting and causing all the unrest and uh, chaos downtown, you know, that's needed as far as this time in history. You know what I mean? You need everybody to bring to the table whatever it is that they want and feel to bring to the table because that's what creates the whole, you know, dynamic of change. It can't just be one group and one person's idea. It has to be everybody. So once I realized that, I was able to continue moving on what we do. Like I said, what we do is, we point out police brutality, but that's just one of our points. We're focusing on other things as well. The people that want to, that commit in their whole time and work onto the police brutality, you know, that's their job. And I'm all for supporting and everything. But, um, you know, we all have our own roles and responsibilities. That's how I feel about that. Gotcha, gotcha. Uh, before we get off here on the Grandson of a Pastor podcast, I want you to let everybody know how you can be reached because you can be reached a lot of different ways. So, because mm-hmm. we want to support everything uh, this Anthony Gaines is doing here, the Louisville community. So, tell us how we can reach you. Oh, yeah. So, you can reach me on, you can first reach our Facebook page, Colors Newspaper, Instagram, Colors Newspaper. Uh, my personal page, you can find me on Facebook, Anthony W. Gaines the second. I just put my whole name on there. I changed Anthony W. Gaines the second. Instagram. I'm A Gaines Official. You can find me on Instagram. Um, I have a podcast called the Smoke Break Podcast where, you know, it's a laid back podcast. My whole point of this podcast was to give information to the people about what's going on in the city, uh, resources that's available in the city, but I wanted to do it in a way that younger listeners would attract to it. So... Uh, it's called the Smoke Break Podcast because we're a pro marijuana podcast. Of course, I'm in the hemp marijuana industry, yeah. um, but you know we talk about it on a medicinal level, the benefits of it, blah yeah. blah blah. And then we get into some some good stuff. I'm about to drop an episode here next Wednesday 
I got Ahamra Mathis, the general of the Black Panther Party, on, and she's talking about a whole lot of, you know, crazy things that's going on in the city. But uh, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, the Smoke Break Podcast, iTunes, all of the platforms, the Smoke Break Podcast. Um, yeah, I think that's everywhere I'm at. I'm sure it's other places, but search the hashtag Reset Louisville if you're interested in the work that we're doing. Search the hashtag Reset Louisville, and you'll find a lot of that stuff on there. All righty. Well, my brother, I'm glad that you came on the podcast. I would like to come on your podcast, and as we as no, we continue sure. to grow uh, each other's podcast, because again, I like to support my brothers in the community who's out here doing real work. Uh, in the community. So again, uh, I want to be an invited guest on your podcast. And again, I'm going to have you back on because it sounds like you're doing a lot of different things. I know we got a short time frame to do this podcast. So again, yeah. uh, we got brother Anthony Gaines here on the grandson of a pastor podcast. Again, on the podcast, you may agree or disagree with people uh, that's on the podcast, but we do it all in love. Again, if you got any suggestions, email me at edware2020 at gmail.com or you can send your suggestions to P.O. Box 341-53 Louisville, Kentucky. And you also can support us monetarily on the Cash App. We at the grandson of a pastor on Cash App if you want to support us monetarily. Again, we got Brother Anthony Gaines. I will let us let him uh, lead us out in prayer on the grandson of a pastor podcast. Oh uh, yeah, no problem. Well, appreciate it. Um, well, bow our heads. Dear God, thank you for this beautiful day. Thank you for waking us all up this morning to go out here and do work in the community, do work at our jobs, take care of our families. Um, we pray that you keep us all safe and protected, um, you know, and give us the strength to get through the year 2020. Everything that's going on, the civil unrest, special prayer for the city of Louisville <clears throat> and everybody that's down in the streets, that's working, everybody that's putting information out on the media, podcast, everybody that's doing their part, period, um, to keep history moving forward. And we appreciate it. Thank you. Your son, Jesus, thank you.